Hello, everyone. Welcome to BizBody, a podcast for health and wellness professionals who want to run a sustainable and successful practice. I'm your host, Keith Shimon. Brandon Miller and I are sitting down with Rogany Beagle today in this episode. She's an acupuncturist, yoga instructor, and musician. She shares her morning routines, how she works her way through her creative practice, and how she follows her curiosity. Now, guys and gals, make sure you go over to iTunes and leave a review with a positive comment. We will be sharing the comments on the podcast. Also, for workflows for the earlier episodes, don't forget to go to bizbody.net and sign up for the newsletter. Now, I'll stop talking and the interview with Rogany. Is this too loud? No, it's not too loud This is going to be an hear. NC-17 is this, one. This is the <laughs> NC-17. <laughs> What's NC-17? It's a, uh-huh. it's a, it's a movie a rating. rating? Yeah. You, what, you, know about, you know about like, blockchain, and you I didn't do. know about NC-17. I don't know NC-17. I don't have <laughs> she has, kids. She hasn't so, gone okay. to a movie in, right. in probably like 20 years. Uh, probably not. I see him in my house. You see your house? What's NC-17? It, I think that's that's like if it's the a, movie it, movie's a little more naughty. Yeah, it's above rated R. Oh, so it's like naughty rated 17. Yeah, so it's like you can still show it in a theater. But if <laughs> it went any higher, you probably wouldn't want to be in that yeah. theater. Oh, yeah. I'll have to check that out. That sounds like my kind of movie. It's like Gods NC Must Be 17. Crazy 17, NC-17. Yeah, I think the, uh, if it goes above that, you're liable to run into Pee Wee Herman at the, <laughs> at the movie theater. Paul, Paul Rubens. Right. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, him and, uh, what is it, uh, George Michael were caught in theaters like that. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, God oh, rest boy. his soul. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Little freedom. God rest his soul. So get things together today. We're going to do an intro. I'm going to record an intro before this. Okay. Um, With music and everything? Yeah. Yeah. With music and everything. (laughs) We're going to do like music and everything. Send your your music over. Like we'll we'll put your music in the intro. I probably Do we have have to pay royalty though? I don't know. I don't know how they Uh-oh. do that with podcasts. Well, I mean, if you also, if you ever We're wanted broke. to. We don't, this podcast is not sponsored. No, this is okay. an unsponsored podcast. I don't podcast. think you guys have to, if you're not making money on the podcast, I think it'd be iTunes or somebody that would pay royalties, not you guys. Well, I mean, overall, if you do want something at the <laughs> end of the podcast or whatever, like you can always put like a little piece of your work in. That's up to you too. If you, or if you don't you like what do. you had to say, then we can just put your music over the top of all the answers <laughs> to the questions. <laughs> so like we'll ask a question and then we'll just play I your mean, music. It'll just play your music. It's like, do you understand what she's saying there? <laughs> Me either. Do you get it? I don't, I don't have much corporate style music for this stuff, so my music's a little different, but it's okay. Well, it's let's good. let's start with that then. So, what do you all do? What's your practice? So, wait, are we are we recording now? Or are you doing yeah, it live? Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's we've been going. recording. I figured we've been that's recording. very smart. That's what I do in my studio. So, I'll what? Take what? what? It's, it's, okay. it's all about. Did you just say that? Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> you said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> I, I got to get the horn in here. And the right. What was your question? So the first question, <laughs> what's behind door number one? <laughs> what is what is your practice? Or why don't you tell everyone um, about your practice? So I'm an acupuncturist. My degree is in clinical psychology, but I don't advertise that much. So I do acupuncture for mind and body, and I also practice music. Mm, nice. And record music and stuff. So the two of those are probably the biggest part of what I do in my life that revolves around a bigger piece of yoga, which is for holistic health and healing, whether it's music, acupuncture, you know, individual sessions, whatever. It all ties into that for me. So like an average day for you being, um, I know that you have your, your acupuncture practice, but actually like your week setup, do you have like group sessions that go into like single sessions and then that goes into recording? Cause it was always, always interesting. Like when we first started out, Brian and I, just to give a little bit of background to the listener, <laughs> we, we ran into you in our very first brick and mortar, which was at a place called green square. Right. And, um, and it was interesting because we we had no experience whatsoever setting a place up other than working in other gyms. And then there was this person that was kind of like, to us, is like Madonna. He's like, he had one name, Rogany, right? It was just like, it's like, well, she's like a rock star. Like everyone knows her as like a single name person, like Cher, right? Or like Slash. It's like complete, like if, you're a, if you're a celebrity, you get one name, right? So, and I'm like, well, what is Rogany? Well, she's recording in Chicago or she's like, she's out over here doing this. I'm just like, well, what does she do? I'm like, I never know what she's doing. Right. <laughs> Nor do I. I. You know, I really don't, can't say I have a regular day. You know, I my days change so much, and especially now that I'm doing other things that I'm, as I shared with you before, yeah. crypto stuff, I'm actually Diverse, diversifying, I'm diversifying even, more. even more with my brick and mortar practice. Nice. But, you know, the days that I have acupuncture, it's pretty much focused just on acupuncture. So I get up early, go and see clients, you know, I'm back at the end of the day, and that's my day. Mm. And the other days that I do music, I'm up early, I might go in the studio, I might have some inspirations, I listen to music, kind of work stuff out, write some more songs, whatever I do with that. Um, but, you know, the last couple of weeks have been something different. And every now and then I run across something I want to study more of, learn more of, and I'll throw it into my schedule because I can do that. Nice. Nice. It's nice to be able to do what you want. It is. <laughs> it's the benefit of being self-employed. Yeah. Do you feel like it's um, over the last couple of years evolved? Like in the sense of, because I know like when we first met you, I think um, it seemed anyway, and maybe I'm off base, but it seemed like you were doing more acupuncture and then music was kind of this secondary thing where as I feel right now like it's more music and acupuncture's kind of taken a backseat a little bit so like how has that well, evolved goes, over the last couple of years it certainly goes both ways I mean I've had the acupuncture's been um, it's been more of the steady income that I've had because I, I can go in you know see clients and it's a regular thing the music sometimes the, the income is delayed you know, you might write a song and it goes out to iTunes, but you don't see any payments until maybe three months later or six months or yeah. a year. So it's not something that I can count on in the same way, except CD sales are more, you know, regular. But I haven't put a CD out for a while and it's about time. So I'm not doing any more film and TV for a while. I'm just, just doing my own recordings. Oh, just nice. done with the film and TV. So you mean yeah, like, you know, I'm like your, uh, your debt collectors don't wait like the three or four months until you get paid from, from your music? Like, I swear to God, it's coming. Your cell, your cell phone just right. like, uh, you know, just wait till later. It's right. all good. It's, it's okay. I'll draw you oh, a picture. You're it's a musician. I, this is, I owe you. Yeah. 
yeah. that's right. It's you my value. Of this one. Self-imposed value of my pictures. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't let your hang on to it. It'll be worth a lot. A in blockchain years to come. model. <laughs> that's right. Put so that coin right in the middle. So you mean you don't let your acupuncture clients like pay you three months out, like where it's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not getting paid for my music for three months. You guys don't have to worry about it either. Just put it on the tab. Just put it on the tab. Just put it on the tab. Yeah, I think we all know that's probably not such a great practice. No, no probably People not a good business disappear model. when they feel better or they just disappear. And yeah, so no, I do all pay at the time of service. I don't even do insurance. If they want insurance, I'll give them a form that of what I've done, but they have to send it off themselves to you know to the insurance company because that's who they hired to insure them. Right. Yeah. I didn't hire the insurance company, so I'd rather not hmm. triangulate me between my client and the insurance company and have that right. triangle of them talking to me about what my client should get and back and forth. So I say, you talk to your insurance company. You hired them. And I'll talk to you, and then you pay me, and I'll let them know how much you paid me. Yeah. Right. And what a pain in the ass, let's be honest. It like, is. Insurance is just a huge pain in the butt. Yeah, well, it's a money-making industry. So when you think about it, they're not really – they don't have your best interest at the top of their mind. No. It's because Bottom they're a profit. Yeah. If they didn't care about profit and it was no big deal, they'd have your interest at the top. And so there's always that little funny thing. It's like – Somebody who's referring and then getting money for referring, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever think it was interesting, though, like the idea of insurance and how they can dictate what you as the practitioner should do? It's like, it's the same thing. It's like you hired this company, right? So you deal with them. But at the same time, it's like somebody who's never treated a client for anything is able to say what that's worth and how much it should be reimbursed and not like... I mean, and is that I, yeah. not crazy? Is it's that not totally crazy when crazy. you think about it that way? Yeah. It's like, totally. Yeah. I mean, you think, and it's not even someone that I wanted to deal with in the first place because my clients are the ones who hired the companies. And not that we don't all have insurance companies, but when they come back and say, well, you can only use certain points in acupuncture, I feel like saying, and so Based what is that point what? for? And yeah. what are you thinking about that? I yeah. think that's about as goofy as people putting ads, drug companies putting ads for drugs <laughs> on TV. Right. Well, with a little bouncing ball and the yeah. music and the happy stuff. And here's all the side effects with the happy music playing and death. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it was in what, what book that it was The Hungry Brain or uh, one of those books that talked about the idea that, what is it, Australia and the United States are the only two countries that can have ads for drug companies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The, I, no, actually, it was Bad Science. Uh, sorry, the book's called Bad Science. It's a great book about like studies that are done terribly uh, wrong and also how to interpret studies better. But then it brings up big pharma and it, it picks apart a whole bunch of different industries. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it, the, the, um, <laughs> the R&D budget for the, the average big pharma was like, 10% and then the ad budget was 30%. Mm-hmm. So I'm like paying for R&D doesn't even really add up. They're banking on people seeing their ads and going in and saying to their doctor, what about this one? Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Really? It's, I mean, really? It's backwards. It's completely backwards about what yeah. people need, individualized care. But you know what? They have drugs to counteract those side effects and then drugs to counteract the side effects of the side effects. I'm and so glad for that. As long <laughs> as my God. side effects Thank are God. taken as care of. As long as my side effects are taken I care mean, of. I mean, you know, if they didn't call them side effects, what would they be? Effects. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing side about them. They're taking forefront in my life. So I'm like, you know, forget that. Right. Give me You're some all. drugs for the effects. I just <laughs> want effects. effects. Of this drug. I just want to feel good. <laughs> Give me that feel good drug. No side dishes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so your whole day, I mean, you have 
you're, de- you're designating one thing or topic or genre per day. Um, do you have a normal like morning ritual in order to make sure that you are on the right track for your day? I do. I do a morning meditation practice. I've done it since actually since I was 15. I've done it every day, every morning and every night. And it varies in time. You know, I'd like to say minimum five minutes because I think that's the amount of time that it takes for your mind to kind of um, quiet down. It's sort of like throwing pebbles in a pond to get ripples and stuff. And it takes a few minutes for the mind to quiet down. And then at the end of the day, I'll do the same thing before I go to bed. And then at times, I'll throw other things in there. I might do breathing stuff at lunch or I might do a relaxation or... Sometimes I do it with clients on the table, and that's nice. You know, I get to weave that into my day and have that be yeah. part of the practice. If you have one of those iPhone apps of meditation, I bet you've got all the coins by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on some of those iPhone apps. Yeah, there's a, I forget the name of the app, but they've got Your streak got is incredible. Meditation. Yes. <laughs> all the badges. Yeah, all the badges. You've got all of them. Game, you've got all the Merit badges. Gamers. All the Merit badges. Nerd, and the, nerd alert. Nerd alert. Security. So do you feel like security. it's the badges security. that keep you going or the benefits that you actually get from the meditation? Well, I, I think one time you mentioned how, um, was there an experience that happened with you when you were 15 to like start on the meditation, um, journey or was it something that you just were like, I need to meditate. And then I was, that was, <laughs> like, oh, I just need to I'm meditate. I'm effed up. I better meditate. That's it. I'm effed up. Um, you know, I actually, I did, I started going to a yoga center at that time and practicing meditation, other things in yoga. But I met one of the teachers I had who taught me about yoga and meditation. Um, actually I met him when I was eight. But I later then started practicing, and by the time I got to 15, I started to think, you know, I probably should take this seriously if I'm going to do it, and if there's actually a, a benefit that can happen over sustained practice, I want to I do that. I want to invest in it. So I remember the day I actually sat in my bedroom when I was 15, I decided, and I was scared. I wasn't sure if I could actually do it, like, for yeah. the rest of my life, <laughs> you know? But I sat there, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to sit every morning. I'm going to sit every night for the rest of my life. And huh. so I have. And it was challenging in college because I remember we would travel in the tennis team and, you know, we'd be out late playing games or something or different sports and you come back and then, um, you know, I'd get up in the morning early before everybody else because I didn't want to see them. I didn't want them to see, see me you. sitting there yeah. silently like, what are you doing? Nerd. What's up with this <laughs> like, uh, don't bother was, Ragini. That's right. She's in trance land <laughs> right now. Something's going on. Yeah, my friends used to tease me about going to the nunnery that in the summers uh, when I go off to the yoga place because they're yeah. like, oh, she's going off to the nunnery. She'll shave her head. And I used to think, you know, if they really knew what I was doing, they'd probably come because they would see the benefits of it. And Especially if there was Kung Fu involved. There was karate. There you go. We had karate in the basement on Wednesday nights or something. We did karate yeah, there. Like mm-hmm. a Shaolin monk. Yeah. Chris Kearns uh, <laughs> about uh, nunchuck holsters. Nunchuck. Like, uh, like, where did he get those nunchucks from? Right. I don't even you know. just have a holster that you put your nunchucks in if you're a ninja. <laughs> you know, like, so why do you need to carry a gun if you've got nunchucks? Uh. Yeah, that's a good to question. To deflect the bullets. Right. <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, a nunchuck holder. Those would be heavy if you had m- multiple nunchucks. Uh, it, yeah. But and like, How many nunchucks make... can you really wield at the right. same time? How many too? nunchucks can a nunchuck chuck? Chuck, chuck, chuck. Nunchuck, chuck. A nunchuck could nunchuck. But you'd always have to wear a blazer, you know, to conceal it. That, you know, in the summer, hey, that would really suck. we already suck. wear bras. I'm not going to wear a blazer on top of that. Yeah. So okay. I'm just saying, I mean, I broached the subject, but now that we're on the topic, it's uncomfortable to wear a blazer too. So this is just, just one is fine. I, I, I wonder if they had a, that's like the a limit. Bra, I like will a, not do a blazer. I will not what, do a blazer. What if we create a bra clip? 
where you can put man, a man's ear. Oh, that's an idea. That's go. a possible idea. A bro or a man's yes. ear yeah. with nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> man's ear. <laughs> put your moobs in the man chucks. <laughs> exactly. Nunchucks in the bros. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of jiggly. Oh, dear. Okay, and this is going to be public when well, you're done with it? You know, we can't edit it. That's the best part of it. <laughs> So, but everybody uh, likes recording, the entertainment. Recording. Um, uh. Recording things, right? Like we're doing right now. The idea of your music. Um, mm. When did you get serious about recording? Uh, it was actually when I was in Milwaukee thinking I needed to start a live music event. And after we did it for a couple months, that was when I decided I need to figure out how to record this music. Yeah. And I went to Wesley Van Linda, who ran Narada at the time. He was the one that started it. He was a friend of ours. And uh, he sat me down with three of his producers. And they went through everything of how to produce an album for like two hours. And mm. I was sitting there I taking notes. And I walked out of there. I was so overwhelmed. I cried in my car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I sat outside. I thought, oh, this is great. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful I had that introduction. And I'll never do this if this is as much work that it takes. <laughs> and, you know, so it took a while. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to do what I later found out most people do when they're recording stuff. They kind of find their own way. They navigate what feels like the easiest way to do this. Yeah. And so I did it my own way, you know, and I uh, adapted some of the things that I learned from them because it was useful, the tips they gave me and stuff. But I then sort of became, what I guess, all the musicians I work with now call ourselves hacks. You know, oh. we didn't really take music classes at Berkeley or we didn't go to any special training or what. We just got the software and started playing with it and then figured out how to do stuff, watched YouTube videos now and whatever. Well, what kind of software do you are you currently using? I have Pro Tools that I use yeah. for um, for the uh, my DAW system. And then there's uh, there's a number of other things that I add into that. Like I've got some. Um, you know, loops that I get from different companies. I've bought packs of those. I have East West Play that I use, for, which is more for MIDI, where you can play and you can have things that are like violins or things that sound more. I've got their ethnic pack that I use for that. Yeah. It's um, not like I, Biggie, Tupac. It's like not the East Coast, West Coast. It's more of the. No. I get it. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, you know, like I, that's my genre. I come from the, uh, you know, so it's like. The, the suburban hip hop. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> the middle class white kid no. that grew up on, on uh, gangster rap. Gangsta. You know? Right. Yeah. Gangsta. Gangsta rap. Right. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not. Just trying to put it in perspective it. for the listeners. I no. didn't know if like you had a, like a little, you know, biggie hook that would come in like when you're doing the East Coast. Stuff. I had a rapper come in my studio and he, I told him when he left, like my studio got super cool when he was there. Like it got really cool points. You know, I felt like so awesome. He was there going, uh, 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 in the mic. And, and then when he left, all the coolness just left with him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, some of it stayed. Some of it stayed. So, but it was oh, definitely cool when nice, he was there. Nice, nice. Yeah. Definitely cool. Left a little bit of his energy all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. So he's in the video too. You can see he's got. Uh, yeah, he was on our Peace Per video, so that was really fun. He's he's a great guy. Um, can you talk a little bit about Peace Per and let people know what that's? Yeah, about? Um, that was the latest music video that we did, and it was actually in the Milwaukee Film Festival. They featured it there, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. They said that was our first international, you know, piece that they had there, which I thought was really cool. Um, and the Peace Per was actually made. Initially, it was a song that I just started writing because I had this word, this phrase that would go through my head as I was driving to work when my acupuncture office used to be up closer to here. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what if what if everybody coming towards me was like a monk or like a blessed one, you know, like on the highway and somehow they were flooding out of someplace up in, you know, 
Appleton or something, and they're all coming down, you know. Monks from Appleton. Yeah. What? <laughs> that, would be, that would be interesting. Appleton's another city in, in Wisconsin, by the way, just to let everybody know, because nobody That's knows right. it. Like, what is Appleton? What, what's Wisconsin? <laughs> what is, yeah, exactly. Let's one step right. back from Appleton. That's right. Well, it's north of Chicago. so Very north. It's by a Schwabanon. <laughs> Where is that? That's a cool name. I don't That's know what that great, is, but I could write a song about that. A Schwabanon. It's got a great Great beat, a Schwabenon. It's the sound it makes when it when wrote it, a song about it. Like uh, a hit, that's, hit right. that's right. That's right. Hey, I think I'm losing track. Oops, I am was losing traction no. on my mic there. There we go. Oh, I'm back in now. I'm gonna have to tighten it down. So Good. tighten it down. Tighten, oh. tighten down the sound. Ooh. <laughs> tighten it down. I, I like that. I just I just pressed <laughs> the button. Just press the button. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> So as I was driving, I was imagining these monks, and I was thinking, I had this phrase in my mind, seeing all the world is divine. Like, what if we saw all the world is divine? Like, what if everything here was, like, truly set up that way? Mm -hmm. And so that became the basis of the song, Peace Prayer. And then uh, my friend Kata, one of my listeners who would come and listen to the songs to tell me, that sucks, or you should (laughs) do something different. Everybody's got to have a friend like that. (laughs) You got to have, I have a couple of friends, and I let them hear the song, and they tell me that that's really crap. That's really sh**. You can beat that out if I can't say that. But, you know, okay. and they'll tell me like it yeah. is because I want to yeah. hear that. And like, I mean, one time I got Chris Fierce, you know, was in town and he, you know, I'm driving by and he hops in my car. I was like, oh, it's good to see you. I've got this song I want to share with you, whatever. And so I'm sharing this song in the car and right in the middle, he stops playing it. He's like, okay, you know, change this here. It wasn't, I was on my way to the mastering studio. I was not, it wasn't quite finished yet, but it was, it was done as far as I was concerned. And yeah. he just... Boom, 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 went through the song in three different places, stopped it and said, do this here, do this here. Oh. And boy, did he show his chops. He just had, you just had a he, whole different perspective on it and then just mm-hmm. brought his influence in on it. Yep. So because of him, there's different verses that changed in the song. And there's a few other things that were because of him and because of Kata, who came to listen to it and said to me halfway through the song or at the end of the song, you need a rapper. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> Brian I mean, is just like, oh, <laughs> that's my jam. I totally laughed when she said that. And so did she. She was like, yeah, I can imagine you putting a rapper in here. But then she left. And I was like, I think I need to just move that up a little yeah, bit. All right. Yeah, I think we're good now. We're going to get that. We're going to get that sound right in there. There it is. Okay. Well, you know, like I don't bust out the third mic all the time. So this is this is a <laughs> this special is a event. This oh. is a two man gig. This most is of usually. The time. I like that. Yeah. I I, I like it. I'm I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> Happy you guys broke out the two man gig this is, for me today. This is man. This is man on man podcast here. <laughs> oh, I'm at home here. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is the way. Is it warm in here? Is it just, oh, it is warm in here. Right? You're sweating. <laughs> Turn up the tent. You thought you really thought that was an orange mug, didn't you? I did. It's just I did. the room What's in the water. Ooh, that's hot. That's really hot. So my friend Kata came in and heard the song. At the end, she said, I think you need a rapper. And we both laughed because, of course, you know, like, I don't have any rappers in any of my songs. And she knew that, or she thought I wouldn't probably put a rapper in. But when she left, I kept hearing the same thing she was hearing that I Like, yeah. wow, I really hear a rapper in here. So I decided I'll put a rapper in. So I took out five ads um, on Craigslist that were sort of like... You know, Milwaukee, Chicago, you know, some other, you know, local cities, L.A., even I did, and New York. and So that's how you scored Vanilla Ice? Yeah, that's how I got them. Dang. I know. It's that easy, I huh? know. It was that easy. And for nothing. I mean, he said, hey, chick, I'll do it free. 
Oh, even yeah. better. Barter. Those Barter guys, are, those guys are real true babes. I mean, I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey, I'll give you some acupuncture for some, you know, rapping stuff. Yeah, <laughs> slanging some, some, some words. Yeah, slanging oh, some needles. They slang yeah. some for slanging some said, words. They did right? it. Yeah, they oh, they pulled it off. That's fantastic. So, so as it turns out, nobody answered. Our people answered the Craigslist ads, but they were not really the caliber of what I needed. <laughs> I can only imagine and, what you got, like the responses you got from some people. It's gonna be like, oh, I'm totally the, a rapper. The cream, the cream of the crop that, like, what you need, baby? They, yeah. that, got, that, got, that got like thrown out of uh, was America's Got Talent or whatever. You know? Yeah, there were a few of those. There were also some. I mean, it was a nicely written ad, so there were some record companies that wrote to me and gave me some. They were good rappers. I just needed someone to sound like like. Really rough and tough, Ooh, you know? Like DMX. Like, just, just sounded angry. like, yeah, someone who sounded a little angry and, you know, and so so I thought after a month, like, nobody was fitting. I was feeling pretty, you know, hopeless about it. So I took out eight more ads in, like, Dang. Dallas and, and Philly and just a bunch of places. I was like, where would I find these rappers? So, you know, some time goes by and I, I get this message in my email when, again, I'm second round, I'm about to give up. And this email <clears throat> has a sample of this guy's rap and I hear it. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Holy cow. This is the signature voice I'm looking for. <laughs> so I write back to him. Where are you from, dude? He's from Brown Deer, which was six minutes from my house in Milwaukee. <laughs> six minutes. That's I was awesome. like, do you realize I took out 13 ads in Craigslist to That's... find you? And he's been the rapper ever since for what, the next song we're doing too. Was your, um, was your next step to send out like messages to prisons? I mean, I that's kind of like, like, you said you wanted to get that right out of prison sound. Yeah. I was like, why not who's, just who's hire getting, somebody in prison? <laughs> who's getting released next? Right. Yeah, give me him. <laughs> have Charles Manson <laughs> rapping on here. Sound, yeah, they sound kind of gruff and yeah, angry. That, kind uh, of that there's dirty a, there's some high-profile rappers in prison right now. You know, probably. That, yeah, I, I, they made I millions of dollars, and they just can't stay out I of just, trouble. I, just, well, I wouldn't know that. They're probably still making millions in prison. Right. Yeah. That's and, why they're in prison. They threw me in prison just for rapping these they, days. Got right. their boots out there. Make sure that you keep the you know the image square. You can't be a hardcore gangster right. rapper hey man, if you haven't been in prison. Hey man, you done your prison time lately? Right. Yeah. Get in there. You're gonna lose some creds. Street real cred fast. is out the door. Out the door. It's not even. Yeah. You're done. You're absolutely done. Well, my guy never did prison, but you know he's a really good rapper. He's really cool. Hey, so, I mean, the, the fits everything. You know, the fits everything. Yeah, it is, and it was. It was really his voice. I needed somebody to contrast with a deeper, stronger voice, and I told him that. You know, the second time he came in, because we did a follow-up song, which is called Bring Me Home, and we're not quite finished with it, but it's he did the rapping on it. And when he came in, I said, okay, so I need you to, you know, I, I'll give you a sample of what it was like last time. And, and he said, oh, no, I, I understand. You want me to deliver it really hard and strong. And and he said some things that were rather funny that I caught on video, which um, we'll have to release that, too. He said, you didn't get that on video, did you? Like, of course I did. He said, of course <laughs> I <Dang> did. It. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah. busted. Yeah, busted. <laughs> well, you know, music is probably. I mean, I could talk all day about it because I just love what it does and the way it brings people together. I could sit in my studio all day and have different musicians recording with them. It's so much fun watching their creative process. Yeah, and they usually take what I've given them to record and they make it better because they add their own artistry to it and they add their own style and their flavor and then it changes the the texture of the song and then I write some more on top of that based on what they've done and it's really cool. I mean, it's it's how does lucky. How, how does like putting something together in a team then transition into, because you, know, you practice by yourself, you know, like how does that, 
Do you, do you enjoy um, kind of like the tranquility of practicing by yourself, or would you like to have a team environment eventually around your acupuncture practice, or is it the fact that you can keep that by itself and then have the team around your music, they're kind of formed in their own images, you know? You know, right now, because I do things one-on-one in my acupuncture practice, it's fairly limited in terms of not only what I can earn, because there's only so many days a week you can work, Mm -hmm. but also how many people I can see. And I am feeling that now, you know, as the years have gone by, I'm ready to do something and have more things that I can reach more people. So a team approach to that, maybe, maybe not. I'm happy to just go out and kind of forge that on my own. The music stuff for me, I I love creating on my own. I mean, I'll be in the studio and completely lose track of time and forget to eat. And I mean, it's just like, oh my God, it's dark (laughs) when I come out, but I'll lose track of time. But at the same time, I... Um, I, I just love being there by myself recording at the same time. I really love the community of people around musicians. And I don't think I would want to just only record by myself in a studio. I yeah. really like having other people around. I like doing live events for that reason. Those are like highlights of my month when we do live events. Yeah. Especially when we got guys and gals who are uh, really love the music and they'll just do things. You know, we have eight members of our band that we do in Milwaukee and then there's probably uh, I don't know, five backup singers or something. And sometimes we're playing a song because it's free form and they'll stop playing behind me or they'll do something. They're cueing each other behind me. I don't know what they're doing. And I love that. I love when they just do whatever they're going to do. I never know what they're doing back there. I did. But... It makes me laugh sometimes. I mean, I've laughed in the middle of singing because they've done something. I was like, oh my God, that was great. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of turnouts have you beginning for, for it's your events? It's a couple hundred. I mean, we get right now, we haven't been um, actively like building it or anything. I yeah. pulled back for a number of years when I was doing other stuff, but I don't, we get maybe 300 or something that come to the Milwaukee events. So um, and when we did the festivals, of course, you know, there's more people at festivals. There's thousands of people usually at the festivals. But Are you um, are you just posting on social media or like how are you? I have not done a whole lot the last few months, but we do post it on uh, Facebook and then I post it on my website and then I have other people that put little flyers around town that we started doing again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're kind of ramping it up a little bit more now because I'm... I am toying with the idea of not spending my Milwaukee winters in Milwaukee. Why not? Oh, God, it's so lovely here in the wintertime, like negative 1,000 degrees below zero. It's the second season we've got besides construction, right? Construction in winter. So, yeah, I've been toying with, uh, you know, the possibility of moving to another locale. It might be a little warmer in the winter, maybe longer than the winter. I don't know. Maybe like Racine. Yeah. <laughs> Racine Nobody for those knows where Racine know is. <laughs> Nobody knows where a Schwabenon is. Yeah, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Racine is in Bumble, Wisconsin. Okay, beep that out. Yeah. She said it. Not us, listeners. Don't us. get mad at us. us. Listen to us. We're not, we're not pushing the boundaries. This is not the explicit. There's this an is F the NC17. over there. I see the letter yes. F. That's, it triggered a thought. Bumble. Bumble. Wisconsin. So what do you. What do you have coming coming up? Like, what are some things that if somebody wants to follow you, you know, check out what you're doing? Like, what are some of the things that you have coming up here so in the next there's, month yeah, or so? We've got, um, I've got a, there's a live event that we have in May that's in Milwaukee. That's probably the bigger, you know, live event that we do. I'm also doing a retreat in April. I can't remember the date of it. I think it's April something. Um, and that's only for a handful of people or like a dozen people we have at this retreat and it's for purification, mind, body stuff. And it's not music related, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and you know, the rest of what I'm doing are, are things that are kind of 
spread out throughout the year. The biggest event we probably have going this year is our tour to India in the fall in October. Hmm. We're taking people up in the mountains and doing music and yoga, mind-body stuff, you know, to take people up there and... Yeah, tickets are selling out for that. So well, overall, it's be just good. Uh, give like shoot me some of the links over. I'll post in the show notes as okay. well for for that if people want to yeah, like super. learn learn more about it. Well, um, there's also a, we have there's a big um, festival. I think it's the first one of its kind, uh, the Milwaukee Yoga and Kirtan Fest. I believe. Hmm. Make sure I got the name right. Um, and Gary Brockman's putting it on this fall for people from all over the country, but we're bringing them all here. And that's going to happen. I don't have the dates with me right now, but it's in September. Okay. So that's another one that we'll be at playing. Really, so. really cool. Nice. Really cool. So if yeah. somebody wants to uh, get a hold of you or learn more about you, where can they go to find out some more information Chase about down. Ragini? <laughs> if, they, if they want to stalk you, right. how can they stalk you? <laughs> how can they internet stalk you? <laughs> how can they troll you? So I put up really, away, really awesome, awesome comments. <laughs> right, stalk away. <laughs> um, the best place probably you can find me at Ragani World, uh, R-A-G-A-N-I-W-O-R-L-D. That's myworld.com. That's my website. And then if you go to YouTube, it's Ragani108. If you go to Facebook, you can just type in Ragani. I've got an artist page. And then if you put Ragani Beagle, B-U-E-G-E-L, that'll be my personal page. But I've not drawn any lines. There's people all over both pages. And my personal page is almost filled up. So at some point, we'll probably move over just to the artist so page. So why 108? Get, get a YLS. 108 is Ragani 108 because 108 is significant in the yoga tradition because the japa that we do are the mantra repetition, those beads, the mm-hmm. necklaces you see people wearing outside their shirts that they don't usually wear outside their shirts in India. You wear them on the inside unless you're a swami. I just thought I'd throw that in there because I see everybody doing this. I'm like, wow, everybody's Wanna wearing a black. Want to be a swami. Shwimmy, swami. <laughs> Samsonite. Samsonite. It's like, way off. Oh, well, it was funny because there was a woman way back. This is before all the new age yoga stuff started here, really. And I was in India. And this woman standing next to me was wearing a mala, one of the, you know, Raksha beads mala. And um, they have 108 beads. That's why I was going to finish that story. They have 108 yeah. beads. That's why 108. So she's wearing one of these beads and she was holding a cup of coffee. And somebody walked by her and put money in her coffee cup because they thought she was a begging swami. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Well, I only enjoy metal with my coffee, <laughs> right? don't you? She couldn't figure out why they put money in her cup. I said, because you're wearing your mala beads outside your shirt. <laughs> like, why would you buy this I'm beautiful sure necklace and, right. and hide it under your shirt? <laughs> yeah, they're considered prayer beads. Like you would, like, I guess in the Christian tradition, you have the, the um, rosary. The rosary. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you wouldn't just wear that on the outside, usually, unless you're probably a nun or somebody. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if I, many people like actually. They're supposed to be worn as much as they're supposed to be held. Like held. Right, and that's the same with the mala. They wear. They put it around their neck to hold it, or they'll put it in their hand, or they'll even like in India they'll hide it. They'll put it in their hand in a bag while they're doing japa because it's considered kind of a, a personal practice. Huh. Right. But people wear them now for jewelry, so it's like, hail to the commercial West. (laughs) Right. You got your Joppa? You got got your Joppa? Right. There's a Joppa in the back. I'm in the click. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You don't have your colored Joppa, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) So 108 is a number of beads on a full round of, of 
uh, Mala. Really cool. Really yeah. cool. Have you ever, like, you know, when you've come across somebody that's wearing it on the outside, just start counting the beads, like, ooh, you're a couple beads short. <laughs> like, that's a fake. That's, a, that's totally a fake. That's, you're a fake. You're, 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 you're on Mala. Yeah. yeah. Well, I figure if it's on the outside of their shirt, they probably don't know that part of it. Or if they pronounce chakra as chakra, that's another little pet peeve of mine. Ah. Chakra, yeah, probably because of Chicago. You know, and people think, yeah. well, it's not Chicago, so it must be chakra, and it sounds kind of new age, but it's a hard CH. It's a chakra. chakra. You know, it means wheel or circle or, yeah. you know. So, yeah, you hear people say chakra, and I walk the other way oh. in the workshop. Like, <laughs> guess they haven't really studied. It's, it's like, keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. Keep that's right. moving. Mo. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having <laughs> we're gonna, me. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up from there, but um, I look forward to hearing the future, what the future holds for you and, and where you take your practice and, uh, and your music. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'll be back next week. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? What? Dang. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And I, this right is away. a regular thing. Yeah. I thought, every, right? every yeah. single every single like, week. Yeah. I like it. Come I, on, come like on by whatever yeah. you want. Starting guess, a routine. Guess, yeah, no, like, like regular. Yeah, There's need, always room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll have uh, we'll have some tea. Maybe you're going to serve you me in the orange you cup. Won't drink, you won't drink coffee. So no, I feel like <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I feel like now I'm getting solicited by my friends. Like, dude. I want to be on your podcast. It's like, <laughs> what do you bring to the table? Nothing. I just, yeah. I just want to be on. I just want to be on a podcast because <laughs> it's it's cool to yeah. talk in a microphone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that that always falls over. 